Well, no New England fans here tonight, or who is it, Saints? Kansas City, oh, that's right. Wow, you guys really do love Jesus, look at you, you can tell. Um, let me share with you just really quick just some uh, stuff we have back at our resource table. Again, all the proceeds of this helps us to uh, do missions in other parts of the world. Um, my second book uh, was titled Identity Thief. Uh, the premise of the book is um, knowing that we've all been hacked. Uh, how many of you have ever had your identity stolen? Like somebody take your credit card information and spend their money as if they're you? That's, that's a part of identity theft. And uh, Satan has done the same thing by stealing our power and our authority and, um, and using it to cause havoc on the earth and destruction. And this is a book of really how to, how to take that back, how to step back into the true identity that Christ has uh, intended for. But it's sort of exposing, it's sort of unmasking the enemy and exposing the lies of the enemy with stuff that you feel or uh, things that you um, sense or whatever that you believe is you. Uh, so much of the stuff that we believe about ourselves that's not good uh, are just lies from the enemy. And this is talking about how to expose that and how to... Uh, you know, unmask the enemy in our lives. Uh, I did a, a six DVD a training set. This is about eight hours of teaching on power evangelism called Empowered Evangelism, um, just so that it wouldn't be an infringement on John Wimber's book, Power Evangelism, which Carol Wimber wouldn't care at all. She wouldn't mind at all. But anyway, this is a, a training on healing, prophetic deliverance, ministry of manifest presence, using all those to bring people into a relationship with Christ. Unlocking greater authority. This is an interesting topic because the truth is, is that we call it unlocking greater authority because it's not like it's being restricted or held back from you. Um, the only sort of uh, locking up or unlocking that needs to be done is in us. And this is uh, talking about how to understand that and how to step beyond just what you think um, we talk about uh, David in here and how that when David was going up against Goliath, that uh, have you, if you look back at that passage in 1 Samuel 17, David does not have a word from the Lord about defeating Goliath. Go back and look at it. He has no prophetic word. He's just going in the confidence of who God is and, who, and, and, and believing that he will show up. There's no prophetic word. I, I love getting prophetic words. We're going to give some tonight. But uh, there, it, it's, it's really about understanding what God has for us to release and just stepping into that. Uh, anyway, that's back there. And then uh, we also have the Finger of God 2 movies back there, both the uh, standard edition and also the deluxe uh, version uh, back there if you're interested in those. And also these USB drives. All the black drives are all the audio teachings back there. Um, these are like weeks of listening to. And then the silver drives are all the video teachings that we have for you back there. So anyway, uh, all that's back there. And like I said, that stuff helps us to be able to go uh, do missions. If you feel like the Lord's talking to you about partnering with us for uh, starting the school uh, in Iraq, uh, the School of Power Evangelism, uh, we have envelopes and ways that you can... I didn't ask if that was okay to say. No, don't say it. How dare I? That's what he just said. How dare you? No. <laughs> 
But uh, you would, you would, no, no, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, <laughs> of course not here, but uh, that has happened before. Anyway, um, but uh, if, if the Lord speaks to you, we, we would sure appreciate that. If that's something, you know, we want, we want you to follow what the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, though. But anyway, I want to, um, before we get into any further, I want Aaron to come up. This is uh, my assistant, Aaron Poole. Um, stole him from BSSM, <laughs> but I just, I just want you, 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 this, this guy, let me tell you something, remember this guy's name, because uh, you're going to see him do a lot of things for the kingdom of God, God's hand is on this man's life, and, and I'm, I'm very pleased, very proud to have him with him, with me, and uh, anyway, I just want him to share his testimony, it's, it's so powerful, uh, and then after that, I wanted him to show a video of, of him, uh, somebody that he ministered to before we get into. Go ahead, bro. Awesome, awesome. Hey, right before we get started, anybody that has like a, a smartphone, can you pull it out? And we're, we're just going to just like wave it in the air, you know, like at concerts, how they do that. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just do it as a church here. That's, that's totally fine. Come on, if you have it, go ahead and pull it out now. Go ahead and pull it out now. That'll be awesome. And what we're gonna do is next, we're actually gonna go to Instagram and uh, we're gonna type in Robbie Dawkins. Yeah, 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 that's what just happened. And uh, we'll go to Robbie Dawkins and just click like or follow. I think it's follow on, on Instagram. And the, the reason why I'm saying that is, is all that Robbie is sharing on here, um, it's just, you following him and just being up to date with what the Lord is doing uh, all around the world, wherever we go. And it's just, to, it's just to be there to just encourage you just to, to keep stepping out, to keep staying up to date with what he's doing. Testimonies, we, we post those as often as we can just about, you know, what he's doing. So be sure to click follow, stay up to date, comment, give us some feedback. Even what even comes from uh, after we leave here, we'd love to hear some testimonies from you guys. Anyways, yep, my name is Aaron Poole. I am from West Texas. So for all Kansas City fans, Patrick Mahomes, he's my homie. Y'all heard that one? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Texas. And um, uh, I, 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 when I was a, a young kid, about eight years old, I, I, I gave my life to Jesus, and this is how it looked. I was driving in the car, and when I was about six years old, I was actually telling my parents, my mom, and I was just like, I was like, I really want to give my life to Jesus and get baptized, and they kept telling me, Aaron, you're too young, you're too young, and we're in the car one time, and I was just like, mom, are you going to let me go to hell, or are you going to let me give my life to Jesus? Needless to say, she pulled over the car and let me give my life to Jesus in that moment, um, but um, I, I, I had this zeal for God, like right then, I, I was just getting in the word and I was just, I, I wanted to understand who it is that I actually gave my life and my heart to Jesus. I, I wanted to understand what that looked like. And so for the next couple of years, I remember for, for years, I would sit in my room for hours at every single night and I would just sit there and ask God to reveal himself to me. And I remember when I was 13 years old, I was talking to some, some pastors and some leaders and I would ask them, I'd say, who's the Holy Spirit and why are we not seeing healings in the church? Needless to say, the feedback that I received from that was just that it was not for today. And I was just like, if that's the case, then I don't want any part of this. And I walked away from the church when I was 13, and I was like, I want something that's real. So my first instinct was, let's just go have fun and do drugs. 
because it's real, you know? The, what you experience when you do drugs is real. And needless to say, I was hooked on drugs for the next six years. I, uh, I had opportunity to virtually go play sports and all of these things, and it was just one thing to the next, just being a druggie, alcoholic, all of these things, destroying people's lives. When I was a senior in high school, I ended up getting kicked out of school. Lost any opportunity, anything that I had, got sent out, got put into this army kind of disciplinary school from the school that I was at. Eventually graduated from there. And then, um, you know, out of, out of pure embarrassment, you can imagine, I mean, I, I honestly can tell you, I have the greatest family. And it was just pure my decision of walking away. It wasn't anything that my family did. They raised me up to be uh, a, a godly man. But I made my own choice stepping away. And, I, and that's exactly what I did. I walked away. And uh, out of pure embarrassment, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to try to get right. I'm going to try to do this whole Christian thing. And it lasted three months. Then I fell right back into drugs. At this point, I get kicked out of my parents' house. I get then move in with my brother, get kicked out of his house. My, it got so bad, it was destroying my, my brother actually was in a place where he was like, he was so mad at my family and the way um, that my parents were treating me because they were just fighting on how they should treat me, on, on what they should do. And, uh, and so my brother was walking away from the family. My sister was struggling with uh, depression and suicidal thoughts. And, uh, and my parents' marriage was falling apart. And so my dad was like, Aaron, you, you're, you're like, he wrote me completely off the family. I had nothing to do with my family. So I get kicked out of my brother's house. I'm couch surfing, move into a drug house, and then I'm just a full-on drug dealer, acid shrooms. I mean, anything, you name it. I mean, cocaine, you know, just anything that I could get my hands on, I wanted. And... Um, all of this kind of came to a wrap. It was three o'clock in the morning. I just got done with the cocaine binge and I was sitting in my floor and there was about 12, 13 people passed out on my, on my floor. And I remember just looking at them. There's those times when you just kind of wake up. And I remember looking and I was just like, what am I doing? At this point, I'd been trying to get right for about, five, I'd tried to get out of this about five times and I couldn't do it. And it would be like, I'd try to do it and then I would lie, lie, lie and then I would just, I'd just fall right back into it. And it was just hurting people, just lying and the manipulation, all of these things. And so I was about to kill myself. I was in this place, I was just like, I'm done, I'm checking out. And in the moment I heard, uh, I felt like I heard a voice that just said, wait one week. So I said, okay. No idea what it was, who it was. And I went to bed that night and I had a dream. And in my dream, I remember, I, I saw my dad. He was walking on the end of the bed, and my mom was sitting on the bed. And my mom was just weeping. I could just see her tears. And my dad just, <laughs> my dad just looks at her and just says, I love him. I wish he knows. I wish he knew how much I love him. And he just kept, my whole dream, the whole night was just my dad saying, I love him. I love him. I would do anything for him. And I woke up, and it was 7.30 in the morning, 7, 7.30 in the morning, and I called my dad, and I said, Dad, I need to talk to you. And he goes, son, did you have a dream last night? And he goes, did you have a dream that your mom was walking on the end of the bed, and that I was on the end of the, or your mom, your mom was on the bed, and I was walking on the end of the bed, and I was telling your mom how much I love you, and how much I care for you. And the Lord had spoken to him a week ago and told him about what was about to take place, and it just so happened that that was my mom and my dad that night. And so I was like, Dad, I need help. And my dad came and picked me up. He paid $900 and got me off the lease. And he was my rehab partner for the next three months. He would put me to bed. He would take me to work. And 
And just experiencing the Father's love through people is one of the most beautiful things. My, my dad, I, would, I, would, I was in a cloud. I, I literally couldn't think because of all the drugs that I did. I was just brain fried. And I would try to have conversations with people at his work. And I, I just couldn't. I would just sit there and it was like dumbfounded. Just, just look on my face. And he would just walk up to me. And he would just give me a hug and just tell, him, tell me how proud of me he was. And it was three months on the day, I remember I was just sitting there and I was just like, okay, I just finished this book and I closed the book and I just looked up and I said, God, if I'm going to give my life to you, it has to be more real than anything I've ever experienced. Like this thing has to be real, like it has to be real, it can't be what I've seen. And in that moment, he takes me into an encounter and he brings me back to my childhood, even when I was sitting there and I was asking the Lord to reveal himself to me when I was a young boy, and he showed me where he was in the room. And then the scene transfers, and he's, 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 now I'm seeing myself when I was doing drugs, and he showed me where he was at in the room while I was doing drugs, and he was just weeping over me. I could see his tears as they were just going down his face, and he would just say, he would just say, son, this is not what I have for you. If you only knew how much I love you. And all of a sudden, I just came out of this encounter, and I heard the Lord as clear as day. He said, Aaron, you may not see what you read, but I want you to become it and then empower it. And he said, now go pray for the sick. And so I got up. I went and repented to my mom and just confessed. We were just a basket case in our living room, just crying. And then I went to the stores. I went to the marketplace and started praying for people. And I started seeing people get healed. I started seeing all of these, just these miracles immediately take place. And uh, it was beautiful because I would come home and I would share the testimonies to my, to my parents and it just reconciled. It just brought my parents' marriage back together. The first person I led to the Lord was my sister. I, 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 I felt like, I was like, Lord, I was given my life. I wanted to go do mission work at, in YWAM and I was just like, I was like, Lord, what can I do to get ready for that? And he says, I want you to go love your sister the way that I've loved you. And so I took her to lunch every day and I didn't know what to say. I just told her Jesus loved her. Three days before I left, she gives her life to Jesus, and now she's off planning a school of missions in Australia to send people out long-term. She's fiery, fiery preacher of the gospel. And, um, and so I'm, 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 I'm in this thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I go to YWAM. Needless, I'll, I'll share in a second. I go to YWAM, and I have all of these different experiences from seeing, like, all of these amazing miracles. But let me, let, me, let me tell you something, what, what, what the Lord did in my life in the beginning to what he's doing now, virtually I can say that I would see the exact same things. Like I saw some of the craziest miracles in the beginning. I was in a leprosy colony in India, I've seen eyes that were like had leprosy and they were falling out and I'd look at the eye and you just see it. God just heal the eye right in front of you, like leprosy in it. I mean it's literally disgusting and it gets healed. From that to just a couple weeks later, there's a, a, a girl that's never walked in her life. She's completely paralyzed, walks up to me. I don't even pray for her. She gets healed. And so it's, it's crazy, though, because I can literally tell you that at the beginning of my life and seeing miracles, I see the exact same virtually miracles now, and it looks totally different. It looks totally different. I'm going to explain that to you. And so I get back from YWAM, and I come home, and I'm like trying to, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing these things for God. I'm doing the, the, the things for God. I'm leading people to Jesus. I'm seeing the miracles. I'm seeing all of these things, yet my heart is still burning. It's still hungering for something. And I remember, I mean, there was, there was a big process in this whole thing, and I'm, I'm trying to just make it short, but needless to say, it was, uh, it'll be, goodness, is it two years, three years ago? July, 
I, I, I think it was, it'll be three years ago in July. I was uh, in Dallas, Texas, and I was meeting a guy from New Zealand that I did uh, YWAM with. YWAM, it stands for Youth with a Mission. It's, it's just a missionary uh, school, if you don't know. But he, he flew out, and he came and saw me, and we were just um, out in Dallas, and we were just catching up, uh, just, just chatting. And the next thing I know, our drinks get drugged. And I start feeling really hot. And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, we got to get out of here. There's, there's something going on. And, uh, and so I go to pay the tab. And as I turn around and look at him, he's walking out the door. And a car comes, picks him up, and takes him. And, uh, and so I leave the place. And I go out to look for him. Uh, you know, I'm starting to feel the effects of, of getting drugged. And I'm walking down the street. And I walk underneath this light. And I remember just standing there underneath this light, having no idea what to do. Looking out, it's about 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out from behind the shadows, and he shoves a knife in my back. And this knife goes through my lung, through my diaphragm, splits my kidney in half, and through my liver. And I remember, I, I, you know, it, it, it happened. I sit down on the curb. I pull out my phone. My phone is dead. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this is it. But it just so happened that a car drove by right as I got stabbed, called the ambulance who was down the street. I had three minutes to live. And because the ambulance was down the street, it got to me in two and a half minutes. So I had 30 seconds to live. My lung had collapsed. I was bleeding out. They did a blood transfusion on the spot, got me going again. And this is, this is, this is what I experienced. When I, when I woke up, I remember I, I, I woke up and I see this blanket come through the ceiling. I'm literally, like, I, I see this blanket come through the ceiling. And it comes and lands on me. And it was the most warm thing I've ever experienced. And it just like, it just like engulfed me. It just like, it, it, you just feel the nearness of the Lord. And he says, Aaron, he says, you never need to try to do anything for me. Never. He says, he said, I've just called you to love the person that I put in front of you. And it'll take you to places that you never thought you could go. And if you start thinking about loving the person that's in front of you, when you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself Boom, the person in front of you. A lot of the times, just as much as people are in front of you, you're in front of yourself more than anyone. And that's Christ in you as well. Loving God, loving yourself, and then loving your neighbor to the extent that you love you. And so this is when a transformation took place in my heart. And I started to understand, like when the Lord says, miracle signs and wonders follow those who believe. And when I was talking about seeing the difference between two different things, this was it. This is what I began to experience. It's like you, we can go out and you can see miracles because of the authority that we have. You can do all of these things for God and see amazing things. And, 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 and all of these things will take place, but you miss the heart of the Father in the entire process. And that's what's different now is like I experience the heart of the Father. And I live from that place and I see all of the same miracles and even greater. And it just, it's the most beautiful thing ever. If you think about a father embracing a son, it's just like his hand's always at his back. Even when he's like, hey, son, look out. It's like he's pushing your back to go. If you, if you seek the heart of the father, your, his hand will always guide you. And I feel like that's something that the Lord's put on my life. It's just to lead people to the heart of the father. Because I have this massive heart to see all of the miracles and all of these things happen. However, I don't want to lead people to experience miracles and miss his heart. Because they're meant to follow you. You're not meant to seek them. They're not meant to be your desire. They just follow you because you're a son and daughter. 
It's like he was, it's like uh, Pastor Mike was saying, it's just like, and he's saying, like we're calling, like we're saying, come down, come down. His coming down is looking like you standing up. Looks like you rising up. Um, I, I, wanna, I wanna play a, a quick uh, testimony. And, and, and the, 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 what this testimony is about is, I was a youth pastor in, uh, in, in Colorado, just down, down Valley, just right near Aspen um, about a year ago. And uh, I was discipling uh, a kid in the youth, and we were meeting up. And he says, hey, do you think you could come and talk to um, one of my friends? He's an atheist. And I was like, sure, absolutely. And so we, we're, we're walking in here, and we walk in the doors, and he just walks me into the, this guy's house. And so I walk in. You sit down. You can imagine, like, it's pretty awkward. You know what I mean? Just walking into just the kid's house. He's sitting down. He's playing video games in his living room. He sits down, and he, like, pauses, and he just looks at you like, who are you? You know what I mean? And so we started, we started you know, having these, these interactions. And I just felt like the Lord had spoken to my heart just about like, just some words of knowledge about his life, some dreams that he had when he was a boy, even some pain that he had, prayed for him, and he got healed. But I want, I want you to just, and just notice as he is sharing, he's trying to describe something that he has no concept for. So I want you all to just see this. Can you play that? All right, bro, you're good. To tilt your head. All right. So Aaron and I just prayed. He made me a believer of God. And I have like energy that I've never felt before. The most adrenaline. Like I I went on a run just because like I, I felt like I needed to run. Most amazing feeling in the world. One time experience, maybe not, I mean I don't know. It's, First time I've ever done it, so it's a great feeling, though. <laughs> talk, like, talk about your migraine or your headaches. I, what happened? Not, I'm actually not having any headaches right now. And usually when I start working out, I get an instant headache, not having a headache at all. How long have you had a headache for? I've had constant headaches every day since, oh man, like freshman year. So. They've been especially bad lately. Yeah, they've been like really bad migraines lately. And we were just going to a concussion doc on Monday to figure it out. But I think we just figured it out. (laughs) 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 I feel good. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Isn't that so good? Don't you love that story, man, too? That's so awesome. Man, you can see, see why the enemy would want to take him out, you know, with that stabbing, trying to kill him. Um, and just to think, I mean, had they been 30 seconds longer, he'd have been dead. Um, I, want to, I, I, want, I want to do some prophetic ministry for you guys. Is that okay? Is that all right? No, you don't like that? No prophetic ministry? This is a no prophetic zone? Evie, would you come? Would you come help us? Would you come help us out? This is my daughter-in-law, Angelina. Um, but I just, I, I just want us to do some prophetic ministry here for you guys for a little bit. Is that okay? Cool. So, Lord, we just thank you. Just pray that you speak to us and encourage us in Jesus' name. Um, is anybody named Isabella here? Isabella, got that name earlier, Isabella, 
If you are wave hard. Your daughter's name, Isabella? Um, is she in dance? Does, does anything with dance or anything like that? Okay, I saw, I saw, I kept hearing the name Isabella and I kept hearing uh, dancing. So that's me pushing out, taking a risk right there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit too. Um, but um, let me, it's uh, right over here with the hat on. You have the hat on. Yeah, stand up. What's your name? Say it again. Kyle. Kyle, um, I just really sensed the Lord just saying that you, I saw you just coming into a whole new thing. Um, and just that there's a whole new place. Uh, I feel like you've been really asking God for sort of next steps and what's the next thing that he has for you. And I just heard the Lord say, this is a whole new adventure uh, and a whole new place that you're stepping into. And I just hear the Lord just saying that he's, it's almost like you've had some plans for some things, but I hear the Lord saying he's going to teach you to turn on a dime. Anybody who follows God knows that pretty much is the rest of your life, is you're learning to turn on a dime. But I just saw you just being willing to turn because there's going to be some real direction uh, shifts and things like that that's for you. But I just heard the Lord just saying, you're coming into a whole new place and a whole new understanding. I just saw like the, like, I saw like the gunfire and a start of a fresh race that's in for your life. And I heard the Lord say, don't fear. Don't fear missing it. Don't fear... Uh, making sort of the wrong step or the wrong direction. God will make sure, uh, you know, Jonah was running away uh, and still the Lord got him where he wanted to, wanted him to. Um, which, by the way, do you, you, you guys know where Nineveh is in the world? It's Mosul, Mosul, Iraq. Isn't that interesting? That's, they, they call that the Nineveh region. But uh, I just saw that uh, the Lord just saying that, that he's not going to let you miss it. He's going to make sure that you get to that place and that there's just some new things that God is, is just opening up for you. I just saw, too, so a whole new arena of influence and relationships, too, for you. Uh, and so just the Lord's just opening up some new things. Does that make sense to you? That's, that's sort of a hesitant yes. Don't be nice to me. If you're giving me a token yes, don't do that. I can't really hear what you're saying, but I can hear part of it. You have a similar story to Aaron? Cool. Well, I just see just a whole new thing that the Lord just has for you and just a real, just, I, I just, just see God just really directing you in a fresh way. Father, we pray your blessing on Kyle and just thank you for him and Lord, just for, uh, just for a fresh race, a fresh start, just a, a whole new thing that's just going to be really amazing. And just, uh, yeah, again, just God put you in a circle where you're going to really influence uh, a, like a new group of people, a new set of friends, something really powerful the Lord just has for you in that. We just bless that on Kyle. Just thank you for him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Kyle. Uh, there's, a, there's a girl right here in the third row. Um, you have a half ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Could, do you mind standing up? <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. What's uh, your name? What, what was your name? Hallie? Hallie? Allie. Awesome. I don't know what it is, but I usually just scan the crowd, and if something just sticks out at me, I just, I just saw a picture over you. I don't know if this makes sense to you, um, but I just saw, like, a, a picture of you, and, like, you just kept saying, like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And I just, I just felt like I just saw like a, a really deep spiritual hunger over you. Um, and I felt like even when you were on your way tonight, like you just felt like this, this like 
angst or something like I have to, I have to come tonight. And when Aaron was sharing his story, I don't know if, if you felt anything like kind of click or shift, like your ears were just like opened up a little bit. Like you just felt like this hunger. Does that make any sense? (laughs) Um, I, I don't know what it is though, but I just keep seeing that word. Like God is just clicking something for you. Like it's something is just lining up for you. Like where everything that people are kind of talking to you about or, or saying tonight um, is starting to really just make sense. And so I just, I just wanted to know if we can just lift um, that up over you, just, just releasing just a hunger of God's presence and just like the miraculous in your life uh, just tonight. So let's just pray for Allie. Okay. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for Allie. And we just say, like, any, anything that just needs to line up tonight, um, any question mark that just needs to be uh, wiped out tonight, we just release that over her. In Jesus' name, we just say, let the hunger just flow over her, that she would just be filled with your presence right now, and that she wouldn't have any, any lack or any, uh, anything holding her back, that you would just let that just completely flow through her and let her just be hungry for your presence. Let her ask just even more questions, things she's never thought about before, and that you would just release that over her tonight. And we just, we just speak that over her, that she is just hungry for your presence. She's going after you. So I just speak that over you, Allie. In Jesus' name. Allie, I hear the Lord too saying, pay attention to your dreams. There's just a real thing of God speaking to you through dreams. It's stuff that's already happened, but I see even more coming, especially in the next couple of months. There's a lot of stuff with dreams coming. Cool. Actually, Allie as well. I, I just, they're, they're, I, I actually just feel like the Lord's just saying like, he, he wants to reveal himself to you uh, as the comforter. Uh, I feel like there's, there has been a, a level of disappointment in your life. I, I, I see you as like such a kind-hearted woman. And I, I, I feel like there may have been people um, that have kind of taken advantage of your kindness and the way that you, that, you, that you care about people. I feel like you're kind of like the mother of your group. You tend to really help people and really pick people up when they're down. Um, and I just feel like the Lord's saying that like that's his heart for you. You know, he loves you so much and he's chosen you and he, he just absolutely adores you. So anyways, I just bless you with that. Um, is, is there a Jeremy in here? What was the name? Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy. Anybody a Jeremy? No Jeremy. That's all right. Where's he at? This man right here. Yep, there's nobody behind you. Yep, you right here. <laughs> what, what's your name? Brenner. Brenner? Brennan, all right. Brennan, awesome, man. I don't know, man, I look at you and it may be the way that you're dressed, but I just see Europe on you, man. I just, I I, I, I see you just, um, I just see you, I don't know, man, I I see you traveling. I see you, uh, you you taking these, um, I don't know, going on an adventure with God, maybe. Um, And I see Europe being one of those places. I I see you, um, Man, I just feel like Europe people are just really, like, just hear me. Europe people are really attracted to you. Like, you just have, you have favor with Europeans. There's just something about you. You carry this, this deal. But it's, it's, it's not everybody. Europeans are, are, are very distinct people. <laughs> we have a European right here, so I can say that. No, they're special. I love them. 
Um, but, but man, really, I, I, I see you influencing Europe. I see you, I see you um, spending time in Europe. And, and when, you, when you get there, it's just extreme favor that's going to take place in your life when you go. Um, I also just see, man, when I, I actually looked over and I saw you in worship. And I just saw, like when I'd see you, I'd feel the presence of the Lord. And I just see just the fire of God all over you, man. And I see you stepping into just like something new with the Lord. It's just like you've, you've stewarded what God has given you now. But I feel like there's like a new invitation into something. And it's just the fire of God, man. He's going to come into your life, man. And he's wanting to take you in just different areas, even where you're at, but also launch you in different areas around the world. Um, does this make sense at all of you? Is this resonating in any way? Yeah? Hesitant? Do you, have you ever had surgery? You, you don't have any metal in your body or anything, do you? Do you have any metal in your body? Okay. All right. Are you a pastor? Are you, are you a pastor? You're doing any pastoral ministry? Yeah, you are. I think they think you are, at least. As a, I just saw just like a, a pastoral, like, mantle thing on you, a real sort of a, a discipler, just raising people up and just a real uh, pastoral leadership that's on you. Um, and just, yeah, you, I just see you. I, I'm always telling people I, I, my passion now is passing the ball to others and watching them make the winning shot. And I just see that's a being something that's really on you to sort of pass the, the ball and let other people make even the three-point shot. Uh, it's just a real gift that's on your life. I didn't mean to take over it. So. Actually, I saw something over you too. I don't know what it is about. Uh, I saw you tonight in the crowd during worship, and I saw something in your eyes. And I just saw, like, I think it's like a, a prophetic gifting that God wants to give you, like, just, just like a deeper, you probably already have, like, a prophetic calling on your life, but I just feel like God is, like, trying to dig you deeper into the prophetic. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you in the last couple of months if you've felt that or had anything like that that makes sense about the prophetic but I just feel like there's something really strong um, in your eyes like God is just opening up your eyes even further to see um, into the prophetic like pictures and dreams so amen yeah man so we just bless you man we just just invite the fire of God just to fall on you, just to fill you up, God. Just mark him in a new way, God. Thank you for taking him places that he never thought he could go, Father. And I just bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, this woman right here, you've got kind of a black top on. I think your hands are crossed. You just wave your hand like, yeah. Would you stand up? What's your name? Ashland. Ashland. Um, Ashland, I just see a healing anointing on you. There's a real gift of healing that's on your life, uh, and I see it in two areas. I see it both in physical healing, but also emotional healing. Um, there's a real insight. You can sort of see people, and you, there's a, the Father heart of God's in you, and you can sort of see people, and you kind of know where they're at, and you kind of know, and there's like a big heart of compassion, and you, know, you just sort of can zone in and sort of see right where that need is. And I just heard the Lord just saying that, that, he's, uh, that you're moving up like, like moving up from like one step to like three steps, like jumping, everything is sort of jumping up about three steps in your life. And I, and I heard the Lord say that he's putting you on the fast track. 
Um, whenever I fly internationally, I always want to be in the fast track lane. I don't want to go through the regular track because it just takes so long to get through passport control that way. But I just heard the Lord just saying he's fast tracking you uh, in a lot of things. And I just, I, I feel like there's a lot that's going to feel really fast and going to feel like, uh, like it's sort of even hard to keep up with. Uh, but the Lord is really putting a grace on you for that. I also see a lot of healing coming in your family. Uh, and there's just a lot of healing in relationships. I see a lot of healing of people's hearts. I see people coming back uh, and having a revelation of Christ and really seeing God in the, in the fullness of who he is. And I just, see, I just keep hearing six months. There's a six-month total turnaround uh, in the family. Um, the Lord's really shaping you to be a trophy in the house of God. And, and there's something of, of, of even seeing that breakthrough in your family that's going to sort of expedite that too uh, for you. But I heard the Lord say, uh, it's almost like uh, there's almost been the feeling of, can I be mended again? Or can we see healing in this again? And I just hear the Lord saying, he's not done. Uh, but there's a complete redemptive work as, as what he's done in, in Aaron's family. I just see uh, that happening in your family too. So bless you, Ashlyn. Father, we just thank you for her. Uh, Ashlyn, just put your hands out, if you will. I, I just, I, Father, we just thank you for a healing anointing in those hands. Father, we know there's an authority out of her mouth, and the Father heart of God dwells in her. But Lord, we just thank you, Lord, just make those hands hot with healing power and healing anointing. I just thank you, Lord, just for your power flowing through Ashlyn, and, and Lord, just the breakthrough in the family. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Bless you, Ashlyn. Amen. Somebody stand up. What's your name? Deborah? Uh, you look familiar. I think we've met before. Deborah, uh, I, I just see just a, uh, I see like epaulets on your shoulders. Like uh, epaulets are what, like captains and armies or something like that. They wear like on their shoulders. And I just see, uh, I just see just an increase of authority that God is releasing to you. Um, I feel like there's, there's a couple of people that are close to you that you've been really praying for, that you've been really praying for like, like a, to really come into faith and really see a breakthrough of them in faith. And I just hear the Lord saying, it's coming. It's our, the work has actually started happening already. Uh, the Lord's been speaking to these people in dreams already and that they're, you're gonna start hearing the stories of that. They're about to start turning. Uh, do you have a son? Yes or no? It's okay if no. I see a young man about, I think he's about 20, 21 years old. Uh, somebody that, that you're really gonna pour into. And I just saw somebody that you're really sort of just encouraging and blessing. It's gonna be somebody that you're, I just see you just releasing stuff of the spirit to them and them really taking it and just running with it. And I just hear the Lord saying, uh, just as you, as you give away even what you want for yourself, you're gonna, you're gonna receive more as you do that, as you begin to release that. And, and I just hear the Lord saying too that, that the... Um, that, uh, that where you had an experience of running, where you felt like things were sort of going faster, but then something tripped it up or slowed it down. I hear the Lord saying, you're gonna run again. And it'll be, it'll be even quicker, it'll be even faster, even further than what it was before. And, and I just feel that that relates to stuff in ministry and stuff in life, also relationships, things like that. And so, Father, we just thank you for her. We just bless Deborah in Jesus' name. Just thank you, Father, just for the epaulets on her shoulder, just the leadership that's on her, uh, leadership in the spirit and in other areas. We just bless that. 
Thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Any more? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, he's like an an endless well. Do you have a Steelers hat on? Yeah, man, we stand up. Just because. Just, yeah. What's your name? What is it? Oscar. Man, Oscar. Dude, the first thing I see when I, when, I, when I look at you, man, is just a mighty evangelist, man. I see you. I, I just feel like you've been marked to preach the gospel. Um, I feel like even, even like when you were a boy, um, you've you, you, you just always been such a leader. You know, and, and one of the greatest things about being an evangelist is the way that you empower others. Um, to do something that they didn't think that they could do. And I feel like that, 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 that is just instilled into your, into your being. And I feel like what God is saying is just that he is, he is making himself, he's revealing himself to you in a, in, in, a, in a very profound way. There's parts of your, I feel like there's parts of your hearts that is really curious and has questions on, on, on really who God is. And why should I fully step into what he has for me. I feel like you can see what you're meant uh, to step into. You see what's on your life. You see the leadership that's on your life. I, is, 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 are, are you all together? Okay. I feel like even, even, even your wife uh, tells you this often, of just like how amazing of a leader you really are and that you were born to lead. Um, and, and, and I just really feel that invitation now of just God saying like, Oscar, like, I want to just, I want to reveal myself fully to you. I want to reveal to you, like, how since you were a boy, I've called you to be a leader. I've called you to preach the gospel. And, man, I just feel like tonight, just like the Lord's marking you, man. I feel like even as I speak right now, like, and I'm about to pray for you, that you're going to start feeling just like this fire in your heart for something new. Are you in business? Are you a business guy? What do you, what do you do? What do you say? Anybody here? Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, man, do you mind just putting put out putting out your hands? Okay, Father, I just I just I just bless Oscar right now, and Father, I, I just pray that as I'm praying right now, Lord, that he would just feel um, something just put into his hands right now, Lord, just something that you're entrusting to him, like a, a place of your heart, Lord. I just pray for just 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 a, just a fire in his heart, Lord, just to just to burn, God, just to burn for you everywhere he goes, Lord. Lord, let him see you, God. Let him see what he's meant to fully give his life to, just even more. Father, just bless him, God. Let him feel your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Besides my mother-in-law, are there any twins in the room? (laughs) Are you guys twins over there? Well, yeah, you guys can both stand up then. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I see it. That's funny. What are your names? Devony and Marie? Bree. Bree. That's awesome. Yeah, I just see a gift of joy over these two. Yeah, I just see, actually, I see, like, a gift of leadership for both of you. Like, you guys, you guys are really fun. I see just a gift of just the joy of the Lord over you. (laughs) And 
I just, I just speak that out, that you guys are supposed to be doing even more at this age than what you both thought. I feel like tonight God is just going to be speaking to you guys, making you guys, reminding you of who you are as just like influencers in your youth group, in your school, in your family even. I just see you guys as like a catalyst um, just going forward. So we just, uh, we release that over you guys tonight. In the one in the, I think it's Burgundy. What is, are you Brie? Are you Dev, Devony? Devony? Devony. Devony. That's so cool. Devony, uh, I, I don't, I, I just, I, I saw, uh, like, I think it's your father uh, just a, having a real incredible, I just see just a, a spirit of God really coming and resting on him in a really powerful way and just a real, uh, time of awakening in a, in a greater place of the spirit. And I saw you um, doing, like you guys doing some ministry together and doing some things uh, in ministry. Uh, I just hear that too, there's a real uh, release over you. There's a real favor that's put on you uh, to reach out to people. And, and I, I, I feel that there's, uh, people are really, people listen to you more than you realize. And they hear you more than you know. And I feel like uh, that you sort of uh, discount your own voice sometimes. And I, I hear the Lord say, don't do that. Because there's a real, people are interested in hearing what you have to say. And especially use that for the sake of the kingdom. Because that's something that's, that's on you. There's a real uh, influence. As, as Evie said, there's a real uh, leadership on both of you. Uh, you know, that's, that's there. But I just see just that, that coming even stronger. And there's, I just see you preaching. Uh, there's a real gift of communication that's on you uh, and really preaching. And, and what, is it Marie? Bree? Okay, sorry. I heard that earlier and I don't know why. It was, it's just, you, you should have been called Marie. It was, no, I'm just kidding. Bree, uh, I just see a real teaching gift on your life. Uh, I just see a real, an ability to, to relate, communicate, or to relate information and to really raise people up. And I see a, a strong teaching gift that's on you. Uh, there's a real influence that you have as well. And I just hear the Lord just saying that he's going to begin to develop that. And there's going to be a real insight into scripture like never before. The Lord's going to open up revelation to you of things uh, by the spirit uh, that's coming to you. So pay attention to that. Okay. All right. Were you done? Did I? Uh, just one more thing. When I heard the word twins, I just heard the word wonder twins. So that's, that's for you guys. Amen. Bless you guys. All right. You right here in the, you got a gray hat, Colorado hat, blue kind of jacket on. Awesome. What's your name? Greg. 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 <laughs> Man, I, let, me, let me just tell you, I, I'm just sitting here just listening to the Lord. And I, honestly, I, I, I don't hear anything right now. But, but what I, but, <laughs> but, but I, I can tell you what I feel. Um, I just, I, just, I, I, I feel a, a father heart on you. Um, and I, I, I even feel like, um, I feel like the Lord is bringing you um, you know, we, we can have many fathers, but I, but I feel like the Lord's bringing you a father to really come into your life and just to, to, to really teach you and show you um, things that you've, that you've really wanted to know. 
um, and to really just, just come alongside you and just, just to walk with you, not, not, like just, just to walk with you as a father and a son would. Um, and and, and I, I also just feel like an anointing on your life, man. Yeah. I feel like God's anointed you since you were a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like it, there's, there's an invitation now, now, to, to, to step into it, man. Um, even, even like there's like a pastoral heart on you as well. Like there, there's a yep. playfulness that, that you carry. Um, even, even with, you, you work really well with kids as well. Like you, you find a way to really uh, empower kids and, and, and captivate them at a, at a young age. And, um, and I just feel like what I'm hearing right now is just, it's so important that you're, you're so separated um, from the decisions that you've made in your past. And those serve as just a testimony of, of what God can do through anyone do through anyone. And, um, and it's just powerful, man. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I just feel the presence of the Lord as I'm, as I'm speaking over you. And, and uh, there's, just a, there's just a great um, acceleration and an increase that's coming into your life right now. Uh, open doors, favor. Um, yeah. Did you, Robbie, do you have anything? You yeah, I, I just, I, there's just, uh, I, keep, I keep seeing like, uh, I keep hearing the phrase powder keg. You're a real powder keg of the spirit and that there's a real uh there's a real a lot of depth a lot of you're you're <laughs> you're packing a punch man i mean just the spirit of god's on you i just see the fingerprints of god all over you man you've been in the shaping and molding uh process and just what i what i said to her over there that you're shape being shaped to be a trophy in the house of god and you really are a trophy in the house of god I could just see that on you, and just uh, it's just really strong. When you said that about pastor, uh, pastor, I just see that too—a real pastoring gift and and raising people up in a real way. Yeah, bless you. Yeah, yeah bless you, man. Amen. Praise the Lord. Cool. This uh, lady right in front of the sound booth with blonde hair—I think it was your husband who came up to me earlier. Yeah, would you stand up? Yeah. What's your name? Megan, Megan, I just see, uh, I, I see a real gift of deliverance ministry on you. I see you really going after demonic power and breaking it. And the enemy is really afraid of you uh, because of that. Because there's been, and that's why I just saw this picture of like when you were younger, having a lot of issues of fear and stuff like that. And that's because the enemy saw you as a threat against him. That was a preemptive strike from the enemy himself because he saw you as a threat against, uh, against his kingdom and that you were going to break demonic power off of people's lives. Uh, there's an authority to speak and to see into the spirit realm and to see and to break that uh, kind of coming up that, that, that terrified you. As for many of us who do that, it does. But the reality is that is a, a sign of authority because the enemy only comes after people he's threatened by. He only attacks people he's afraid of. And so I just, I just heard the Lord say there's a lot of authority in you to break demonic power and to bring a release. And, and even the feelings of fear that you've had in the past, those are not your, that's not your fear. Um, that's a spirit of fear that's manifesting to try to keep you away from what you're called to do and called to be. But there's a real authority on you to break the demonic and, and, and to speak over that. I just saw you even speaking over the city and saying, I break strongholds. I tear down, you know, uh, these, these uh, you know, powers that are, that are keeping people in bondage and there being a real release uh, in that and seeing a freedom come in that. So I want to encourage you, step out into that because that's something that's on your life. So Father, we just pray your blessing on Megan and just that authority 
to speak and to break uh, that, those powers of darkness that hold people in captivity. Lord, it's not just uh, her place just to st- stand and watch, but for her, to, for her to engage. And Lord, we thank you for that and just pray your blessing on it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Bless you, Megan. Amen. Amen. You have another one? Uh, the man that was actually standing next or sitting next to her. Are you her husband? Um, man, I just, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was just so on you as well. Like, and you guys together are like, just like this dynamic thing that the enemy, um, wants to just wipe out. (laughs) Man, um, I, I just wanted to, to just point out just, I loved the way that you were just championing, championing your wife and I just felt like God just wanted to honor that tonight, that you are just such a good man. Um, I just felt like God just wanted to say that to you tonight, that you are just such a good man. And uh, we just released just that. I felt like that demonic deliverance thing that he was talking about, you guys are going to really see breakthrough um, in your own marriage, but you guys are going to have like an anointing to set people's marriages free even. Um, more lord i just i just i just wanted i just i felt like god the holy spirit really just said i just i we i just want to honor that gift in you tonight so we just we say we acknowledge that just that gifting that anointing that he has over both of you in just a a beautiful marriage covenant and we just say that that is of god and every every uh little thing that you have been stepping towards every little step you've taken closer to god he is just honoring that tonight he's saying i'm so happy you took that step i'm so happy that so moves my heart and so we just release that over you what was your name Nate, so we just release that over you, Nate, tonight, and we just we just thank you, God, for just just a good man that you have just made in Nate, and we just release that truth over him tonight, and we just say empowerment and courage, just even more is coming your way, and we just release that over uh, just the both of you, in Jesus' name. One more. One more. Hey, hey, Nate, just real quick, man. Uh, when I saw you, man, and, and this is not because you're bald, but what I felt like I actually heard anointing, just, <laughs> anointing power was in uh, the beard uh, was cue ball. Uh, and the thing about the cue ball is it's 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 hit and it and it, and it plays. It, it's always being touched, uh, and it's going into it's it's it's. I mean, it's every different. I mean, the whole the whole goal is to use the cue ball to get all the other balls in the pocket. And I feel like what the Lord was just saying is like your influence goes beyond just one area. Uh, you're called to influence many areas. And I feel like just, I feel like what the Lord is saying is don't, is he's speaking to you um, concerning areas of influence and just to, when you hear him, even if it sounds crazy that there is an invitation there and there's a grace on your life to step into that area. And so just, just, to, just to remember that you're called to influence many areas, you know, not just one, not just two, but many areas uh, of, of, you know, whether that's, you know, inner city, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, you know, business, all these different areas, like there's a favor on your life to step into those areas, man. So I just saw that on you. Just bless you, man. Bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. There you go. Thank you, guys. Um, is it all right if I just share something with you? 
Is that okay? Something from the, we got to make this a legal meeting, right? You know, so we got to, we got to, my dad used to always say, I just want to have a fireside chat. We always called them barn burners, but he'd call them fireside chats. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to John chapter two, but I want to take a look at this passage and, and just sort of uh, focus on a, a, something that I think is, uh, the Lord is really, I believe, speaking to us in this time. Or earlier, Mike was talking about risk and how do we spell faith, and it's R-A-S-K. And um, I want to take a look at, at this passage because um, this is, to me, this unlocks something that's so important uh, to realize. And, and we, we think that the Lord is always asking us to take risk. And, and when you take a look at the life of Jesus, um, we always think Jesus knew what was going to happen before he did it. And the truth is, I don't believe that's the case at all. According to Philippians chapter 2, it says he came as normal human being. Uh, he was operating the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that you and I have. So if he was like us and he was operating the power of the Holy Spirit, do you know everything that's going to happen next? And the answer is no. And so if you don't know what's going to happen next, how would he know it was going to happen next? Because he left his superhero God powers in heaven and he came again as a normal human being empowered by the Holy Spirit. So when you take a look at some of the miracles that Jesus does, we're, we're not sure that Jesus even knows what's going to happen next. If you think about it, I mean, it's really true. But, but because you and I have heard the scriptures over and over and over again, we sort of anticipate what the end of the story is. And so we think because we know, therefore, that he knew. And I, wanted to, I, wanted, I want you to take a look at this. And part of this is, the reason why I'm saying this, and I was talking about uh, my second trip to Afghanistan. When I, was, when, I was, when I put out there that I was going to Afghanistan and Iraq in the, in, in, during Ramadan, People were like, well, obviously you've had a very clear word from the Lord before you go. Because you can't go to those places without having a very clear word from the Lord before you go. Now, if you go to share Jesus at the gas station, you don't need a clear word from the Lord. But if you're going to go to Afghanistan or Iraq or, some, you know, or Pakistan in the middle of Ramadan, well, you need a clear word from the Lord. Don't you dare do it unless you have it. And I'm sitting there going, yes, I've had a very clear word from the Lord. I've actually had four very clear words from the Lord. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It says, go where? Specifically, into all the world. And yet we have this idea that we're, and and here's what happens when we stop and say that we've got to have a word before we do something. That has created slavery mentality in the body of Christ. How many of you know Jesus didn't call you to be a slave? Jesus said, I haven't even called you servants. What have I called you? Friends. I've called you friends, friends with me. I haven't called you slaves. I haven't called you servants. But what has he called us? What what has he declared over? You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. Those are the things that God speaks over you. And so having this sort of notion that we have to have a clear word, see, that this, is, this is teaching that has crept into the church that is not biblical demonstration of the way that Jesus and the disciples truly lived. It doesn't, there does say in Acts that, you know, they're given direction. It does say Peter is, you know, uh, he's, he's given, you know, through this dream, a direction of places to go. There's different things where Paul's given. They're following the leading of the Spirit. But these guys are willing to go everywhere. And so this mentality that you have to have this clear word in order to go. I want, listen, all of this is a, is a step of faith. 
And so everything that we're doing, we don't, we don't, you, if, if, if there's no difference in needing to have a word to go to the gas station to tell the gas station attendant as there is to go to Afghanistan. Why? Because we know God is in a hot pursuit of Afghanistan. And how does he demonstrate that hot pursuit, Christ in you? How does he demonstrate the hot pursuit of that gas station attendant, Christ in you? So saying that you have to have a clear word before you go to someplace different, you know, or someplace that's hard or someplace where it's going to be difficult. Listen, let me tell you something. I think that's where we're called to first and foremost. You don't have to have a clear word. And so we, again, we sort of built that up because people who are living by fear say those things because they don't want to go. I'm sorry, I'm just calling it for what it is. If that makes you mad at me, so be it. You'll get over it. You got to forgive me. The Bible requires it. So there it is. But they're saying those things because they, they, they want to give themselves a buffer, a buffer or, or, or a reason not to do it. You don't have to do that. You know, if you don't, if, if it's, it, it, one of the things I tell people is what's in your heart? I, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I don't want to hear that you had a clear word because what's in your heart is usually the word. And so you don't have to have this, this clear word and, and it be verified through, you know, 20 different sources because right here, anywhere we go, we know is the heart of God. The, uh, uh, somebody that only those of us who are older would understand, there's a guy named Carmen. Uh, any, yes, see, I'm speaking to a particular generation here. You young people, ask your great-grandparents. They'll tell you who Carmen is. But I love this song. He used to sing this song, Your Desire is the Confirmation. The Destination is There. God wouldn't put it in your spirit if it wasn't going anywhere. And I mean, it's not, in the, it's not a Bible verse, but man, that, that is a clear word right there. The f- simple fact that you have a desire to go do something that's kingdom, you know it's God. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I, I, I get unsure when it comes to buying a house or buying a car or is this the timing? Is not? Now, that's the stuff I get. When it comes to going and preaching the gospel, somebody, I, ha- I don't have to have a word because I've already got it. You know what I mean? It's the other stuff that's not as clear that I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Is this the right time? Is this not the right time? That's where I'm like, you know, looking for that. But it's not, it's, not, it's not when it comes to doing the stuff that the scripture tells us to do. So, all the, so with that in mind, we don't know that Jesus knows everything before he does it. And I want to take a look at this passage with that, keeping that in mind. In verse 1, it says in John chapter 2, The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. And, and it was really interesting because earlier this year, last uh, April, my wife and I were, uh, were a part of a tour in, in Israel, and we did a, a power, like a training. It was Power and Love uh, conference uh, in, in Jerusalem, and then, and then we were uh, doing this tour uh, together as a part of it. And as we were in Cana, I was sitting there going, man, this place is so much smaller than sort of what I imagined in my mind. These places in Scripture we think are so much bigger than what they are. And Cana's not, not a big city. It's a, kind of a small city. And so it says, it says uh, but it was in the village of Cana in, uh, in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were there, were also invited to the celebration. Now, again, this is just a normal activity. We all go to weddings, right? This is not anything that's sort of out of, out of the ordinary. This is something that we all do in like everyday life. We go to people's weddings. And it says in verse 3, the wine supply ran out during the festivities, 
The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Now, it's interesting because why did she come to him and tell him this? And we don't understand totally what the reason was. What, what it, Jesus, by this time, Joseph would have, been, would have passed away. Jesus would have been the oldest of the sons. And he would have automatically assumed the leadership of the family because of being the eldest son. We don't know if she's coming because, uh, you know, because there was, you know, somehow she was saying, hey, you know, help financially provide for that. Although that would not be likely Uh, seeing what Joseph's profession would have been, you know, that there would have been like these resources. Jesus hadn't really started his preaching ministry. He hadn't performed any miracles yet, although he clearly has gathered a few people that he's hanging out with and sort of pouring into. So this is like the equivalent of being a small group leader at this time, okay? And so it says the wine supply ran out, so she said they have no more wine. Now this is the job of an intercessor, intercessors recognize the needs of others and they bring them to the person that can meet the need. That's what an intercessor does. They bring them to to the person that can meet the need. And so Mary is sort of filling that role. Now, maybe, again, we don't know if it's to, to see if Jesus would help kick in a few bucks to buy another couple of bottles of wine, although I'm sure there would have been necessary to have more than that. Or, or what the reason was, we don't know that he had performed any miracles up to this time, so was, was, was that even in a part of her thinking? So it's two things happening here. There's Jesus that's a part of the equation, there's Mary that's a part of the equation. But Mary is approaching Jesus with something very powerful, and it's called expectancy. Expectancy is crucial to operate and to see the miraculous occur. We have, to, we have to approach a situation from the place of expectancy. Does God heal everybody you pray for? Does God want everybody healed? So every time I approach somebody, I come with expectancy. I don't believe God is ever withholding healing from anyone, anytime. God is never going, yeah, there's something else that I need to work on in their life before they get healed. You cannot prove that by scripture. That's a bad teaching that we've learned in the church. There's nothing in scripture that indicates that that is an accurate, you know, theology. That is, again, people who don't operate in something and they make up a reason why that it shouldn't happen. And it's not, it's not good theology. But the truth is, God wants, why? Because Jesus said, I want everybody to have life and have life to its fullest. And I think that means good health. And so he's, he's, speaking, he's speaking this so when we approach something that, that needs miraculous intervention that needs healing. We approach it from the place of expectancy that change will come and is supposed to come, no matter what it is, no matter what we're approaching with. Does this make sense? So Jesus, uh, I love this. So Mary is coming with a place of expectancy. We we're not sure what she's expecting. We don't even know if Mary knows what to expect, except for the fact that she knows in Jesus there is a solution that in Christ, there's a solution. In him, there's a solution. Maybe, I, you know, I don't know if he was performing miracles as, as a kid or something that she saw privately that would sort of go against, you know, sort of what the scripture, you know, was he parting his milk, you know, before eating the cereal? You know, we don't know. We don't know. But at first, Jesus responds with words I never, ever used with my mother, Ever. He says, dear woman. 
Now, how many of you approached your mother and said, dear woman? Those words never left my lips when it came to my, to my mom, although she was a dear woman. That just never, it was never wor- words that left my, my lips from my mom. Dear woman, that's not our problem. <laughs> now, those words did leave my, mo- my mouth when it was coming to my mother. That is not my problem. You know what I mean? Now, that's a classic son answer right there. Yeah, that's not my problem. I love it. He says, dear woman, that's not my, our problem. This isn't, this isn't our problem here. And it's almost like he's saying, look, this isn't an issue for now. This isn't an issue. And he goes on to say that. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. Now, understanding dispensations, understanding sort of, uh, you know, uh, the cessationists believe that that cessation of, of the miraculous had ended, that there are sessions and that cessation had ended. Now, this, if that is true, if you've ever come from a cessationist background, this passage blows sensationism up. It blows up the cessationist because of the way that he responds and acts because he says, my time hasn't come, indicating there is a time for things. There is a season for things. There is a, a space where things are supposed to happen. Okay? Keep that in mind as you take a look at this. But his mother told the servants, I love this wife. This is persistence. So many times we give up too early on, on the healing. So many times we give up too early on seeing the miraculous. So many times we give up too early when the breakthrough is right there. Because Jesus, I love this because it's not the persistence of Jesus. You know, he probably turned around to the, the disciples and started, you know, picking up their chat or hearing, you know, James's joke or something. I don't know. But G- Mary looks, she turns, she turns to the servants and says, do whatever he tells you to do. She doesn't argue with him. She doesn't fight with him over it. She just turns to the servants. Why? Why is she turning to the servants and doing that? There's something inside of her, a persistent expectancy that's in her, and we don't even know if Mary knows why she's doing that. Now, Jesus could have looked at the servants and said, take five. Take a break. You guys have been working hard. Go chill a while. Go out, chill. Take it easy. I mean, he could have said anything to them at this time. He didn't have to continue on, but expectancy was in the atmosphere because Mary had brought it there. Jesus didn't bring it there. Mary had brought it there. The one who was interceding on the need of of another. And she had placed, something happened. I had a minister tell me years ago, an old minister, his name was Brother Cotney. And he was from Alabama. And he had this thick uh, southern accent. He'd say, Brother Robbie, I would go preach for him every now and then, and, and, and it, he, would, he would say, we'd sit on his porch afterwards and drink sweet tea. And we would sit on his back porch, he'd say, Brother Robbie. He always, had these, he always had these things that were just like jewels that he would say. And he said, always remember, the devil perishes. No, he says, the devil thrives on attention, but he perishes by neglect. Okay, I, I can see you don't see that as great as jewel as I saw it as. What he was saying is don't give the enemy too much attention because he feeds off of it. And it was really good. But he said this one time speaking to this. And it was, it, it was so amazing as he, as he said there. He said the atmosphere of expectancy is the birthplace 
of miracles. And he sort of drew it out like that too, which just made it more anointed as he said it, with that, that slow southern draw. The atmosphere of expectancy is the birthplace of miracles. And that's true. When we come and we set the atmosphere of expectancy, when we come into a place with expectancy, it is, it is the birthplace. It is the, at, the atmosphere is pregnant for the miraculous. Does that make sense? And that only comes when you step into an opportunity or a moment from that place of expectancy. Now, we have to make an, an, under, we have to make an agreement with ourselves that we will not allow disappointment to derail our place of expectancy. In other words, if things don't happen the way that we're expecting it to, we don't quit. Because when we quit, we stop operating out of what God has called us to operate in. We always have to remember the results aren't for us, they're for him. But you play a role. If you pray for anybody and they get healed and you say, I didn't do anything, stop it. Because it's a lie. You did do something. Don't ever say when you pray for, oh, I didn't do anything. That was Jesus. No, no, no. You took a risk. You stepped out. You believed God and you took him at his word and you prayed for that person. You did something. Don't say you didn't do anything. You did something and you did something big. You were in a place of expectancy. There's nothing in the Bible that says we didn't do anything. When, when we, we sort of use this as a scripture in mind of thinking of that, of Peter and John at the gate, beautiful, where they said, they said to the people, did you think that we did this by our own power? They weren't saying they didn't do anything. They said, no, we did this, but we did. And, and, and Mike said that earlier, uh, I think it was earlier this morning, we did something by the power, earlier tonight, we did this by the power of Jesus Christ that lives inside of us, but you did do something. Because if you say you don't do anything, if you say, well, I didn't do anything, then everybody who is following you, you're giving them permission to do nothing and think God will just show up and do miracles. No, he only does it as we obey his word, as we step out. Does this make sense? Okay. So he says, he says and I love this, it says, uh, it, 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 it says, do whatever he tells you. Again, Jesus could have said, take five. But look at this. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold about 20 to 30 gallons. Now, these ceremonial washing jars were important because when you would come into somebody's house, there were six of these jars. You would start with the first and you would wash it. Now, this is a place where there's no concrete, there's no pavement, so there's dirt everywhere. And so when you came in, you were dirty. I don't care how nice you dressed, I don't care how you know, nice stuff you had, you were dirty. And so you would wash off in these pots, and you would start with the first pot, then you would go to the second. By the time you got the last pot, it was more clean than the first pot. By the time all the guests would have come through, the first pot would have been like mud, Think about that. So these are, these, are not, these are not clean basins of water. These are not clean pots of water. And so it says, standing nearby were six stone water jars used, and each one would hold 20 to 30 gallons for ceremonial washing. It says, Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. I want to point out, he doesn't say, empty them out, clean them out, and fill them up. 
Basically, he's saying, top them off. (laughs) So this is dirty, muddy water. You pour water into dirty, muddy water, what happens? The dirty, the sediment, sediment comes to the top, right? So the whole thing is dirty and muddy. Each one of these would have been like that with the exception of maybe the last water or two, which would have been cleaner, but still would have been dirty. Six of them, 20 to 30 gallons. <laughs> Keep this in mind when we're talking about taking risk. When the jars had been filled... He said, now dip some out and take it to the master of the ceremonies. They aren't dipping out wine. They are dipping out dirty, muddy water and going to their boss, the master of the ceremonies. Have you ever thought about this? This is a disturbing thought. Can you imagine these poor servants going, really? Can can you come with us and explain to us that you told us to do this? Would you please come walk? So they are scooping, I guess, a ladle out of this dirty money, walking over, not knowing. Now, I can imagine they're like, sir, the Nazarene. The Nazarene. You know those guys from Nazareth. The rough around the edges guys. Yeah, that guy over there. He's the one, you know, can you imagine their terror, their fear? Following through and doing this thing of command. So it's not just Jesus taking the risk. The servants are taking a risk. He's taking, the scripture, it doesn't say that he, you know, wine. None of that. The miracle is happening happening in the action it's happening in the obedience of them obeying the word of jesus we're not we don't know that the father is saying tell them to top off this you know stone washing jars we don't know that that none of that is being communicated here that is so jesus is taking a massive massive risk and yet one of the greatest miracles in the bible is happening you know what's even more powerful listen to this sorry let me finish reading this So it says, the servants followed his instructions. Bless them. How many of us would have done that? I've been like, excuse me, I'll dip it out and let you take it to him. When the master of the ceremony tasted the water that was now wine. Scripture doesn't say when it happened, but I believe It was probably at the time as he's taking it and moving it towards his mouth. Why? Because there's significance in the risk. There's significance in the risk. People are saying, well, I'll go give somebody a word or I'll pray for somebody. If if God guarantees me, they'll be healed. If there's a guarantee, there's no faith. If you got some guarantee something to have, there's no faith in that. You're not stepping out in in a step of faith. When the master of the ceremony tasted the water that was now one, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew. <laughs> now, some, maybe the servant, maybe part of the servant's heart are like, I've been wanting to do this to that master of the ceremonies <laughs> for years. <laughs> Giving him muddy, dirty feet water, it's the perfect thing I'd love to do. <laughs> we don't know what's in their heart. 
But the follow-through produced the result. He called the bridegroom over. A host, and he says this, a host always serves the best wine first, he said. And then when everyone has had a lot to drink, which means they're hammered, he brings out then the less expensive wine, but you have kept the best till now. There is so much in this story. One of the most powerful things in this story to me is Jesus is turning garbage water into the best wine. He's turning dirty, filthy water, the discard of people's feet. <laughs> and in that I, you, if you walk around that part of the world and imagine no pavement, imagine no sign, and you can imagine how filthy and how dirty, you know, I mean, there's nobody take with doggy scoops putting them in bags and taking them back and throwing it in there. It's all over the street. That's what's in that water. Not to be gross, but to sort of add to the fact that it's gross. And he turns it into the best wine. This is a bigger miracle than we ever grew up hearing. You know what I mean? And isn't it a testimony of what he wants to do with us? Oh, but Lord, you don't understand all the stupid stuff I've done. You don't know all the bad mistakes. You don't know all the bad relational decisions I've made. You don't know all that. And the Lord's like, yeah, I'm looking to turn that into the best. I'm looking to transform that into the best that there is. Guys, that's the gospel. That story right there is so powerful. Jesus is stepping out and he's taking a risk. We have no indication here that it, and notice this. He's performing a miracle outside of that session, outside of that cessation. He's, move, he's breaking the rules. He's breaking the barrier. This is an argument for cessationism to say, nope, it doesn't apply. Because he's acting out in the, mirac in the miraculous despite any sort of sense of restriction of time or any sort of restriction of anything at all that's in there. He's breaking through all that. But see, that's what the miraculous does. It doesn't, it doesn't yield to the rules. It transforms them. It, it breaks up and, just, and, you know, it breaks up the rules. I don't have like a smooth landing for this message. <laughs> it's sort of me just sharing thoughts and sort of crash landing in the side of a mountain. You know, that's what, I don't have, but I feel like there's a word for this for you and I. That the, Lord, that the Lord is saying, stop qualifying the way that I have to do the miraculous in you, through you. Stop waiting for all these things to line up because then you're putting God in a box and saying it has to be this way. Let me tell you something. The Lord wants to use you to break that box. He wants to use you to break and to disrupt that entire system. And so he goes in and he does this, but the place, let me, several things I want to point out. Just really quick, understand, we approach each opportunity with that, that expectancy. And setting the stage of that expectancy, we are creating an atmosphere where miracles will be birthed. The birthing place of the miraculous by setting that. And then taking that step, stepping out, taking that risk is crucial for us in order to see true breakthrough come in whatever situation, in whatever thing that we're in, okay? So when are you gonna do that?
right now is the answer. That's right. So let me ask you this. Does anybody have any problem? If, if you have a problem in the lower part of your back, especially where if you're feeling any pain in the lower part or if you're bend, you feel any in, intense pain or any, anything in the lower back or in the hips. If that's you, raise your hand. Ooh, that's a lot more than I was thinking. Okay. And you're in pain now. If you were to check it, you're in pain now, right? Who, who's that? Raise your, okay, come up here. Come up here if that's you. Come up here to the, to the front if that's you. Where's that? Yeah. Where's that? Where's that microphone at? Is it back there? Let me see that if I could. Um. Where's that young man? That young the guy you were talking to earlier. Oh yeah, come up here, buddy. Would you come up here? What's your, what's your name again? Carson. Carson. Come up here, Carson. I want you to help me. Okay. What's going on with your back? I have, uh, about seven years ago, I had, uh, I travel a lot and did a lot of, I have seven, uh, ten pins, five, five pins, metal in the lower, in the lower part of your back? Yeah. Okay. What, what, is it with bending that you feel the pain, like going yeah, right there? I feel it every morning and when I get up. You feeling it right I now as you're bending? Yeah, yeah. I can feel okay. it right now. And what's your name? John. 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 John, just turn this way if you would. Carson, just put your hand on, on John's back. Just relax. Carson, just repeat after me. Father. Father. I thank you for John. I thank you for John. And I thank you for healing power. And I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. I command this back to be healed. I command this back to be healed. I command brand new vertebrae. And brand new vertebrae. Brand new discs. Brand new discs. I command the screws to disappear, all the metal to disappear. I command all the screws to disappear and all the metal to disappear. I command full mobility. I command full mobility. Back be healed now. Back be healed now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All pain get out. All pain get out. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Jesus Christ. I command the muscles to be at peace. I command the muscles to be at peace. Any damaged nerves be repaired. Any damaged muscles to be repaired. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, John, do me a favor. Try moving like you did just again. Check again. Now, if the pain you were feeling before when you checked before, if that was a number 10 and zero is no pain, where are you at now? Don't be nice. Different. No, I'm not. No, it's about... Six. About a six. Yeah. Okay, so it's about 40% better. So it's gone from a 10 to a six. Okay, so oh, let's play. There's something happening. <laughs> what are you feeling? Are you feeling anything? Any, any heat or no, any electricity? I, I, or anything? I feel more limber. Feel more limber? Okay. Yeah. All right, put your hand right there. Now let me, no, let me explain something to you. Mark chapter 8, how many times did Jesus pray for the blind man? Two. If he gets two, how many do we get? A hundred. Doesn't matter. Here's the thing. If something's happening, what do you do? Keep going. But if nothing's happening, what do you do? Keep going. Yeah, same answer either way. All right. Ready? All right. Father. 
Father. I thank you for John. I thank you for John. And I thank you for bringing this to a six. I thank you for bringing this to a six. Now six. Now six. I command you to go to a zero. Now six, I command you to go to a zero. I command a brand new back. I command a brand new back. I command all the metal to disappear. I command all the metal to disappear. I command brand new discs. I command brand new discs. I blow really hard on its back. Be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, take your hand off. Okay, John, check again. Bend and check again. Check really good. <laughs> That's all right. Go ahead. I like we can play some music for you if you like. My wife gives me a hard I, I dance around the house. Oh, this is great. So if you were this a six cool. before and zero is no pain, oh, don't be nice. Like where are you at? Two. You know, About a one two. One and a half. I like it. This okay. Is Let's say with two. So let's, let's pray again. Jesus. Yeah. Father. Father. I thank you for John. I thank you for John. And I thank you for healing power. And I thank you for healing power. Do me a favor, don't play right now just for a second. Just because when they go out tomorrow, they won't have a keyboard uh, when they go to their job. <laughs> you, you know, Mar Marcus, you understand this. You know exactly what. <laughs> In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I command. I command. To go to a zero. Two to go to a zero. I command full mobility now. I command full mobility now. All pain, get out. All pain, get out. Be healed. Be healed. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, take your hand off again. Check again. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so if you were 2 or 1.5, where are you at now? No, don't be nice. No, no it's, I, don't, I don't feel it. Oh, a little bit there. There was a little bit. A little like, bit. give me a number. It's like a, uh, maybe a 1. Maybe a one. Okay, cool. Let's, let's I mean, definitely come in. It's definitely different. It's, wow. Come on. Awesome. I believe it. I, don't, I have to say I can't believe it. I believe it. You I do? <laughs> What's, going on? What's going on with your back? Um, so I was in a car accident many years ago, so I have lower back and hip problems when I bend or stand for a long time. You feel it all the way up. Show me a motion where you would feel it. Is there is it like a bending make you feel it more? I mean, you can feel it pull on your spine when you bend forward. So you're feeling it right there. Right there, I can. Okay, so we're going to give that 10. Zero is, is no problem. Okay, so turn this way if you would. And John, if you would just put your hand there. What's going on with your back? Okay, is it in the lower part or the middle part? In the lower, okay, come over here, and, and, and it's, it's scoliosis is what she said. Uh, show me where you bend, where you feel it more, like if you bend or twist or... Just when I'm standing for a while. Okay, so but you're feeling it now. I was feeling it during worship. Um, Are you I'm feeling it now? I'm feeling a lot of pain right now. Okay, it's just when I'm let, me, let, me, let me use you to pray for somebody else okay. for that, okay? Yeah. And so, um, here, come up, come up, which one of it is, you, is... Both of us. Both of you, okay, come over here. And so, uh, do me a favor... Come, step over here. You pray for her, and then uh, come over here, and you pray for him. So whatever pain you're at now, we're going to give that number 10, and zero is no pain, okay? You're going to give that number 10, whatever you're feeling now. Go ahead and check it, bend, or whatever whatever you do to check it. Okay, you got it? Okay, that's it. All right, so re 
Repeat it, repeat it uh, after me, if you would. All of you okay. repeat as you pray. Father. Father. I thank you for healing power. I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. I command these vertebrae. I command these vertebrae. To come into perfect alignment. To come into perfect alignment. I command brand new discs. I command brand new discs. I command nerves. I command nerves. To be repaired. To be repaired. I command all pain. I command all pain. Get out. Get out. I command the muscles to be at peace. I command the muscles to be at peace. Be healed. Be healed. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. You guys now check your back. Kind of move around, do some checking. And if what you had before was 10 and zero is no pain, but what you felt before was 10, give me a number where you're at now. Don't be nice. I'd say about a four. About a four, yeah. okay. How about you? About a two. About a two, okay. How about you? About a three. About a three, yeah. okay. All right, so can we pray again? Okay, let's pray again. Father. Father. I thank you for healing power. I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. I command. I command. This back. This back. To be completely healed now. To be completely healed now. I bind, I bind every attack of the enemy. Every attack of the enemy. And I forbid it from manifesting. And I forbid it from manifesting. With pain, with pain or restriction of movement. Or restriction of movement. In this back. In this back. Be healed now. Be healed now. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the Christ. glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Guys, check again. Whatever you were doing before to check, check again. Check really good. Give me a number. 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. Okay. What about you? About 0. 0.5. Yeah. About 0. 0.5. What about you? Mine's gone. My Zero. Nice. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Check your back again. Yeah. Check it really good. It's good. It's good. So you were at a, about a one, right? Yeah, it was about a one. Anything still there? Don't be no, nice. No, it's just a little stiffness. I'm, not I'm healed. Amen. Yeah. But just a little stiffness still? Yeah, okay. Stiffness, so, so. so what's happening with him is as he's sowing, he's reaping. As he's praying, he's receiving. Okay? So now what I'd like for you guys to do, because you guys are down to really low numbers. You're at 0.5 each. So now I want you guys to line up with somebody else here. Now here's the thing. Anybody, who, anybody not believe healing is for today? Anybody not believe healing's for? Okay, anybody who's like, I'm not sure about healing. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's real or not. Don't be, not, don't be nice. Seriously, tell us the truth. Anybody, come up here. Come up here. Now, let me tell you something. The only way to, to, to have that, see that change is in an encounter. The only way you see that ch- change is in an encounter. So praying for people. So just pick one of these guys who need healing. Now, okay, so you guys uh, pick somebody. To, pr- to pray with here, you guys who, who are, have already experienced some healing, come over here, maybe pray with her, okay? Try to stay in a, as much of a straight line as you can so I can tell who's who and what's what, okay? So let me do this just to sort of expedite this just because of time. Uh, anybody, anybody never pray for any, you've, I, I've never prayed for anyone and seen them healed, but I'd like to. Come on up. Any, anybody else? Come on up. Come and stand with one of these guys. I've never seen anybody healed, but I'd really like to. Come on up. Just pick a person. Now, all of you guys that they're standing with, I want you to bend and check your backs right now. And whatever pain that you're starting with, we're giving that pain level 10. Zero is no pain. Okay? 
So you're starting, whatever you're at now is 10, zero is no pain. Now, which, any of you that doesn't have anybody with you yet, okay, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up uh, if you don't have anybody praying for you and you need prayer, okay? So maybe somebody else step over and pray. Wait, but but Mike, we want to pray for you too. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to pray for you. So, so it, it, come up, just some other people, just come up and uh, get with these people that, that have their hands up, okay? Do me a favor, try to be in as straight a line as possible. Try to get in as straight a line as possible because we're going to get numbers from you. So you're starting at, right now, where you're at is 10. Whatever pain level you're at now, check and move. Find the pain in your back or in the hips, wherever it is. That's 10. Zero. Somebody come with Pastor Mike and pray for Pastor Mike. Come up and pray for him. Okay. So you're starting at 10. Okay, so you guys repeat after me again, okay? Are you guys okay? Are we boring you? I can turn to the book of Numbers. I'll read the whole book, and we'll see if you're bored then. Okay, so let's pray again. Guys, uh, repeat after me as we pray. Father. Father. I thank you for healing power. I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. I command these vertebrae. I command these vertebrae. To be healed right now. To be healed right now. I command perfect alignment. I command perfect alignment. I command brand new cartilage. I command brand new cartilage. Brand new discs. Brand new discs. Nerves be made new. Nerves be made new. All pain. All pain. Get out now. Get out now. Back be healed. Back be healed. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay? Guys who are receiving prayer, check your backs. Check your backs. I'm going to come down the line, and we're going to get numbers from you. Check your back. Who was getting prayer? Were you getting prayer? So you were at a 10. Zero's no pain. Where are you at now? Seven. Seven. Five. Five. Where are we at? Zero. Zero. Praise the Lord. About, Where are we at? About five, three, About five. a five? Six. Where, six? Where are we at? Four. Four? Seven. Seven? Where are we at? One. One? Where are we at? At an eight, but that's because you forgot to pray for hips. Forgot? I did say hips. No, you No, said we'll go at it back. again. I think I did say hips. We'll go at it again. Where are you at now? About a six. About a six? Okay. Where are we at? About a seven. About a seven? Where are we at? Here? Six. Six. Four, we'll check in. Where are you at? Six, okay, check your back. Let's, let's get a number. Where are you at? About a six. About a six? Their hands are on fire too. About a six? What about who, you receiving prayer? One, what about you? Zero at hips and back, but now you're going after the knee. Okay, where are you at? Two, who is, where are you at? Like a five? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is it with you? What, what's going on? I've got scoliosis. Scoliosis. Okay. So when, as you're praying, command perfect alignment and that she'll get a little bit taller. Only because that's, that means the scoliosis is straightening out. Okay. Do you have a number? Or do you have a number? Oh, you were getting... Pra- Wait, you no, guys... I was praying, praying for her. You're praying over... Okay. So where are you at now? I think it's like seven. About a seven. Okay. Can we pray again? Okay. Put your hand on them again. Repeat after me. Father, 
Father, I thank you for healing power. I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. I bind. I bind. The spirit of infirmity. The spirit of infirmity. And I break its hold now. And I break its hold now. And I command it to get off of them. And I command it to get off of them. I forbid. I forbid. Any more. Any more. Manifestation. Manifestation. Of pain. Of pain. Or restriction of movement. Or restriction of movement. I command. I command. Peace in this body. Peace in this body. Be healed. Be healed. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay? All right, check it out. Move and check. Okay, give me a number. Where you at? It's not pain, it's my head's straight. Okay, okay, so we'll keep praying for that. What number are you at? Four. How about you? Uh, back is a two, neck is an eight. Back is a two, neck is an eight. What about you? Two. About a two? Okay. What number? She's what number, Mom? receiving for somebody else on the phone, too, as well. That's good. Hang on, I'll come. Four. 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 Keep going for it. That's great. Where are we at? I'm at a one. At a one? How about Zero. you? Zero. Praise the Lord. How about you? Zero. Zero? Four. Four? Hey, but you went to a four. Two. Two? Okay. How about you? About a six. About a six? Four. Four? But I got a headache now too. Four, but a headache. So again, that's a spiritual attack. So you want to yeah, bind spirit of infirmity. Where are you? Where are we at? About a four. Where are we at? The back's good. The muscles are tight. Muscles are tight. So command the muscles to relax and that too. Where are we at? A one. A one. Okay. Where are we at? Five. Five. Okay. Where are we at? Um, my upper back's a bit worse. <laughs> a bit worse. Okay. So now sometimes now was your upper back in pain before too? Yeah. Okay, so this, that's where you want to bind the spirit of infirmity. Forbid it from manifesting in pain, okay? Let's do this. Anybody else out here need healing too? For anything else, stand up if that's you. If there's something else that you need healing for that's not with the back, okay? You guys standing, uh, you guys stand, standing around there. I know we prayed earlier for people with healing, but I want you, anybody sitting around, just step over to the, uh, the, the per, one of the people standing up right now and just ask them what they need healing for and speak to the body and command it to be healed right now. Let's pray one more time for this and then we'll play some beautiful music and be dismissed. Okay, we ready? Huh? Sure, yeah. Okay, so let's pray again. Father. Father. I thank you for healing power. I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. I break. I break. Every attack of the enemy. Every attack of the enemy. I bind the spirit of infirmity. I bind the spirit of infirmity. And I command it to stop manifesting. And I command it to stop manifesting. I command these hips and back to be healed. And I command these hips and back to be healed. And all pain to get out. And all pain to get out. Vertebrae line up now. Vertebrae line up now. Muscles relax. Muscles relax. Nerves be loose. Nerves be loose. Be healed. Be healed. For the glory of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Check one more time.
Let's, tr- let's check really quick one more time. Where are we at now? Two. Two. Back is a one, neck is a three. Awesome, awesome. A one. One. Very able cool. Able to walk and hasn't walked all day. Able to walk and hasn't walked all day. Praise the Lord. Any number for the, where the... She's supposed she- to have surgery on Thursday. Any number, what number are you at? That's all right. That's okay. We'll, we'll come. Three, three. Okay, where are we at? Two. Awesome. Zero. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Where are we at? About six. About a six. How about where? two? Two. Uh, where are we at? I'm at eight. Eight. Okay. Where are we at? Two. Where are we at? Two. Two. Zero. Zero. Praise the Lord. Three point five. Okay. Where are we at? Still same. Still a ten? Or did it go down any? It went down some. Like a, a five to begin with, but like... At five. And, and then where are we at? Where are you at? Other than just muscles. Just the muscle restriction. Yeah, okay. So you guys, keep, you guys keep praying. Go ahead and keep praying uh, for people. It, it, it's, and it also, has anybody been battling depression? Raise your hand if you've been battling depression. I felt like earlier, somebody come over and just pray for them and just break off depression. I felt like a release for that. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, as we're, I know some of you have to leave. It's, it's 9 o'clock. But I just okay, want to let you know, we have buckets in the back to bless Robbie and the ministry. And he talked a little bit about it this morning. But they're a school that they're actually starting in June over in Iraq, uh, which is power evangelism that they're going to be kicking off. Uh, Lord has just put this on his heart. So we would love to bless Robbie and the ministry that they're doing. So anything you put into the, into the buckets in the back will go to bless their ministry. And if you have checks, you can make your check out to The Rock. And again, everything that goes in there will go to bless Robbie Dawkins and their ministry. So we're going to continue here, but I just wanted to let you know as, as people are leaving.